No! How did this fly get in there? Somebody got a fly swatter? Yeehaw! Uh, it was a shot of Prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we, we never get used to it. We never get tired of good things happen. This life doesn't get old. No! It was a nice little distraction from the real world, and here we are today for a coffee session. This is the Rod Peterson Show! It absolutely is. It is uh, Tuesday. That means Taco Tuesday. And we're coming to you live from South Florida with, ironically, Canada's daytime sports talk show. And it's another one of those days where you plan out the show. And we did. Greg Zahn, 16-year major leaguer, is going to be with us. World Series champion Greg Zahn. Zani will be joining us to talk MLB, free agent signings. And Mark Matthews of the National Lacrosse League Saskatchewan Rush. But it's one of those days where news just drops in your lap just before you go to air, and you got to completely rejig everything, and that's totally fine. Not the least of which is guests dropping in and out. And maybe that's where we will open on this Tuesday with episode number 623 as we go back to the bunker, which is originating from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. We have producer Clark on the show. Ta-da! What is going on? How about that? How about that? Yes. The third Sedin has reared his head and come out of of his cage in the back of the room. How are you doing, Clark? You ready to do this? Yeah, let's go. I'm uh, looking forward to it. So much stuff's going on the last, like, week or two. And, like, where do we even, where do you even want to start? We'll leave that up to me. I will. And, uh, and by the way, the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, chiming in as well in hour two to talk about all of these topics. And uh, while we are not opening up the phone line just yet in terms of reading viewer comments, Taco Time viewer takeover will appear in moments. You can write us right now, 902 518 write it down, put it on the coffee table, put it in your phone, put it on the fridge because we want to hear from you. But can we please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show horn, please, and thank you. I should mention, by the way, Moose is on the way to Vancouver. He'll be broadcasting live his portion of the show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from Trinity Western College in Langley, British Columbia. I'll still be here. But anyways, this is what's usurped the sports world. Oh, my phone's ringing like crazy here. Uh, I think it's related to this. Number one, yeah, right? I'm reading this from 3downnation.com. Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back Luches Piravoy was involved in an incident at a local restaurant Sunday evening following his team's West semifinal win in the Canadian Football League. The Riders issued a statement Tuesday morning that reads, the club has looked into this matter, and while the police were called to the establishment, Purifoy has not been charged with any wrongdoing related to the incident. Luch has played in 12 regular season games this year, making 39 tackles, three special team stops, and two interceptions. For his efforts, the 28-year-old Florida product earned the Riders' Most Outstanding Defensive Player of the Year award. So we're not talking about some Rudy Poo here. And uh, Clark... You asked me when I first heard of this. I heard about it last night. I was actually watching Yellowstone. I'm like, just to put the, leave me alone with this, guys. Um, so I heard about it. Didn't report on it. I knew that it would come out. And here it is. And we're like, what, an hour into this, Clark? I mean, you've been, well, one of the reporters that was going to come on our show today had to bail because he's attempting a, or attending a news conference hosted by the Rough Riders with regards to this. So for our, with our American viewers, 
kind of wondering what's going on here. Hang on, because we do have hockey coming up, but this is a pretty big deal. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are heading to Winnipeg for the CFL West Conference Final this Sunday, and their most outstanding player was involved in an incident at a South End Regina establishment on Sunday night, and, and here we are. But there were no charges laid, Clark, so I guess the question, you are a little more on the social media buzz than I am, like what's, what's popping? What are they saying out there about this? Yeah, so I, I've heard a few different things, and obviously the Three Down article was where I was first alerted about this. Um, you said you heard about it last night, and it's kind of started obviously trickling through uh, some of the different media outlets. And, you know, this is never an easy thing to kind of navigate, and especially coming into a playoff matchup against Winnipeg where you're going to need all hands on deck, a uh, team with, what, 15 all-stars. Uh, the Riders just squeaked by against Calgary this week. They're going to need all hands on deck. Uh, and then this happens, and obviously we don't know what happened full details. Uh, uh, we haven't heard, I guess, I don't know if they're going to talk about it in the press conference today, uh, but uh, hopefully more details come out and it's either good or we figure out what's going on and he's not playing this week. But Luchez Purifor, like you said, he's a massive part of that defense. Uh, and then the defensive backs on this team are are obviously a big part of what the riders do on defense they're very good at turnovers uh they have been all year long uh they were against calgary they were very good uh, you know defending the pass against calgary for the most part and you know they just need to uh they need to play this one safe because i was telling we were talking about it before the show rod but you know this is a situation where if there's going to be blowback if he plays it might be better off to not play them uh, depending on the circumstances surrounding the issue. And obviously the riders are going to know more about it than any of us do at this exact moment. Yeah, well, it happened less than 48 hours ago, and you had mentioned that this is kind of harking people back to 2013. Four members of the football team were charged with assault in August of that year, which was like midseason, not the right. week of the division final. And uh, you asked if they played. What, what I remembered about that, and yes, I do remember they played. And I remember the president of the football team stomping down the hallway into the general manager's office going, why, is, why are these guys playing? Well, hey, innocent until proven guilty, we got to win, <laughs> right? So in this case, while the riders say the police uh, attended the incident, nobody was charged. So I fully expect he'll play. But I've seen a little bit of the... Uh, Blowback, if you will. I, I like that term you used. Uh, and people are really pointing the finger at Saskatchewan going, what is going on over there? It's like it's one gong show after another. A lot of those comments coming from Winnipeg, <laughs> I might add, and from their fans. But anyways, that's the big news there. And we'll revisit that because I want to know what the viewers are saying, whether he should play or not, given this incident. I'd be shocked if anybody thinks he shouldn't given the little amount of details that are known. Anyways, moving on to point two, and that is NHL from Monday night. Connor Garland had the winner in the second period as Vancouver held on for a 2-1 win over the Canadiens at the Bell Centre as the Canucks snapped a four-game losing skid. The Jeff Gorton era, if that's what it is, did not get off to a good start. Off the to a terrible co-GM <laughs> yeah, of the Montreal Canadiens. Michael Backlund scored the deciding goal in the shootout as the Calgary Flames overcame blowing a lead late in the third to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 2-1 Monday night. Milan Lucic scored in regulation for Calgary, which has points in eight of its last nine. Jacob Markstrom had 21 saves to improve his record at 9-4-4. The Winnipeg Jets' struggles continue, this time against a rookie goaltender, unheralded Carl Vejmalka, made 46 saves to record his first NHL shutout 
as the Arizona Coyotes clipped Winnipeg 1-0 Monday night. It was the Jets' sixth loss in seven games, despite outshooting the visitors 46-15. And Jared McCann and Mason Appleton each scored two goals, and the Seattle Kraken beat the Buffalo Sabres 7-4 Monday night. Brandon Tanev had a goal and two assists, and Carson Soce and Jaden Schwartz also scored for the expansion. Kraken, who scored the most goals in franchise history. Yanni Gord and Morgan Geeky each had two assists. So that's the NHL story from Monday night. Other than uh, the NHL suspended Bruins forward Brad Marchand for three games for slew-footing Canucks defenseman Oliver ekman Larson during Boston's 3-2 victory a day earlier. He'll lose about $92,000 in pay. We're going to move on to baseball in a moment. But are we waiting, Clark, to hear on a suspension for Milan Lucic for his hit the other night on the Jets, Ryan DeMello, the, the boarding call that he got the five-minute major, which left the Jets player bloodied? Um, I'm trying to remember where that... Oh, it was in Mike Stackhouse's column. I was reading about it today, which is posted at rodpeterson.com which I don't think a suspension is warranted. How are we sitting here on Tuesday? The fact that there's no suspension thinking there's not going to be one. It's so hard because the, the department of player safety is anything but consistent on most of these things, mm. especially in the last couple of years. So even, even to go out and see, you know what Lucic did, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here today and I'll be like, well, I mean, they've made several different decisions in the last few months where I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they just go out and suspend Marchand three games for slew footing. Uh, and there was a slew footing incident just a couple weeks ago. No suspension. But Marchand got suspended. So, like, there's there's all these different things going on with the, the DOPS, as they call it, uh, Department of Player Safety, where the consistency issues, I think, are getting to a point where I don't know what is and what isn't suspendable anymore. Uh, and it's it's making it hard as a fan to know... <laughs> to know how we should feel about certain things uh, at this point in time. So at this point, I don't know. I, it could go either way for me. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I looked up the hit because I wasn't watching the game, and I'm like, he turned into him. Right. Like, there's really nothing Lucic could have done. And because and but, he ended up bloodied. But it's yeah. Lucic, mm -hmm. right? And Lucic, you know, he's that he's too. a big physical power forward. He's he's been in trouble before, and not like it's been recent. Not like he's in trouble a lot. Uh, but there, th I feel like that always plays a part in whether or not the discipline comes down or doesn't. Is if there's a past history or not. And with Lucic, it's it's kind of you know, it's one of those middle ground ones. Yeah. Well, look at Marchand. Three games for slew footing somebody used right. to be a two minute penalty. Right. So I, I kind of somewhat loathe to get into these types of discussions because I don't like I'm with you. I don't know what's a penalty and was it what isn't anymore. And you sure as hang can't predict what they're going to do with right. suspensions and discipline. So it's just kind of hang on to your bingo cards and see what they say. Patrolman Pete's watching in Winnipeg and he says, I encourage more members of the Rough Riders defense to get into legal trouble between now and Sunday. Don't encourage them. Boom, boom. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, has any of the local media asked Duke Williams about the spitting incident on Sunday? Really good question. This from a scorned Stamps fan whose team lost on Sunday. But Sean Lemon, star defensive end of the Calgary Stampeders, was kicked out of the game for throwing a punch in the playoff game at Saskatchewan receiver Duke Williams, who allegedly spit on him 
And again, CFL not a whole lot different from the NHL in these regards. Where's the video? Like, Clark, as we sit here on Tuesday, have you seen any video of Brendan Lemieux spitting on Matthew Kachuk, or Brady Kachuk Saturday night? Well, he was. that was the biting incident, right? Where they were... They're not spitting on, biting, I mean. Yeah. So but, yeah, I, biting him. But is there the only video one, of that? Right. The only one I saw was, uh, it was kind of a zoomed out camera of it, kind of from the penalty box angle. So it wasn't a great angle, but... Uh, you know, the blood, the, the, you know, the evidence was there at least for that one with a spitting incident. It's kind of, if you don't get a real zoomed in shot of it, it's really hard to see the evidence of a, of a spitting incident because, you know, guys are sweating. It's the end of the second half. They just, or the end of the first half, they just got into, I think it was a, uh, you know, a really tight goal line stop or whatever it was with Sean Lemon out there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for a spitting incident to be like, see, look, it's spit. It could be anything. Um, and you know, it's tough cause Sean's our boy. Sean's our boy. Uh, we love Sean uh, like here Sean. on the show. Um, so it, it's, I don't know. It's really hard to say, but I have not seen it. Uh, I know that when it happened live, I was at the stadium with my dad and my sister, uh, and our season ticket holder friends around us. You know, that was a really big turning point, uh, during the game. Uh, and it was, again, it was just at the end of the first half. So it was kind of a, you know, cameras are probably starting to go out and not zoomed in on certain players cause they're getting ready for the next thing going into halftime. So yeah, that's going to be a tough one to, to really get more evidence probably or more was. video footage of. Good point. Probably was the TSN turning point. And, uh, but the really, fact, yeah. you know, Jeff, the stamps fan is looking for an outright investigation into this. And I think everybody has moved on. But I think in 2021, the fact that there is no video evidence of this is inexcusable. Unless it didn't happen. Unless it didn't happen, by the way. Right. Uh, Trent watching in Norway writes in Trent Bruner. He says, Norway here. Congratulations to Dupes getting back on the Rush broadcast crew. Great to see Clark on air. I still think the Canadians have a large hole to get out of. Stay Ooh. safe, everyone. Trent checking in from Norway. Uh, moving on, and we're only going to get about through three of these points, um, and then we're going to have to break, and we'll come back and divulge more. The ones on my computer are a little different than the ones on my notepad. I screwed that up this morning. So I'll just quickly say the Washington football team has worked itself into the NFC playoff picture by winning three straight games since a 2-6 and six start. Kendall Fuller intercepted Russell Wilson's pass on the last-minute two-point conversion. Attempt last night to secure Washington's 17-15 victory over Seattle on Monday night football. Wilson connected with Freddie Swain on a 32-yard touchdown pass with 15 seconds to go, but came up just short of leading a comeback to uh, baseball, which is point four. A current and former Cy Young Award winner have found new teams. The Mariners are finalizing a contract with Robbie Ray pending a physical. Ray won the 2021 AL Cy Young Award, as we all know, with the Jays. Max Scherzer has agreed to a three-year, $130 million contract with the New York Mets. The Mariners, uh, sorry, the deal expected with Robbie Ray to be $115 million over five years. He's coming off the best season of his career, of course, 13-7, and 2.48 ERA and 248 strikeouts in 193 in the third innings. He immediately becomes the ace of Seattle staff. Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, and Logan Gilbert are also under contract for the upcoming season. We're going to break this down more after the break, and Greg Zahn will join us as well. And the points that I want to get to next are the Canadian Football League Division Finals. The betting lines have shifted a little bit. 
I want to talk about the ratings and over a million people tuning into the Western semifinal on Sunday. Everybody's shoving that in our face, saying, oh, you said the CFL's dead. Over a million people watched. Here's my response on that. That used to not be breaking news if over a million people watched the CFL game, okay? That used to not be breaking news. We'll talk about that, and then we'll incorporate the viewers too. So we'll be right back. This has been the warm-up on the RP Show, brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. So we'll, we'll get the crowd into it. When we come back, you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.